Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Jason here, uh, joined by John Chapman. This is uh, a, you know another crossover episode. I was you know lucky enough to be on the 49ers Rush podcast. Now you know I was able to get John over here. He's a busy man, does a lot, love his work and everything. John, what's going on, buddy? Man, this is such a cool time. It used to there would be so much downtime with the NFL. I absolutely love how they have adjusted it to where it's just nonstop. Here we are in the middle of freaking May, and I'm so jazzed, man. When that schedule release came out, I I was a little upset about one game, just the whole Tennessee being on a Thursday. That was the game I was so excited about. Oh, and uh, that's where we're at. I see the hashtag CC. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, John. Yeah, I was going to ask you, John. So, so you know, I was on your show and I got a chance to to look through the comments and everything. You know, I try to take a peek here and there. I try to stay away from certain comment sections because sometimes that'll drag you down. But for the large part, I saw a lot of those CCs. Um, can you explain to to me and and you know and my people, you know, what that really means? So we do what's called the countdown crew. Um, the first 90 seconds we go live. If you just hashtag CC across any platform that we're on, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, that enters you in. That's a ticket. And we do giveaways every month. Uh, so last last week, or uh, you know, we just gave out a Brandon Ayuk jersey. Nice. We give out uh, shirts. I got this shirt on right here. This is a uh, 49ers nice. Waterworks, no Don't leaks leak. guaranteed. <laughs> so every time the hashtag CC on a live broadcast, uh, that just puts them into giveaways. And we just, I, I don't know why. I don't like money. And so I just keep <laughs> throwing it away. But it's a lot of fun. No, honestly, that's really cool. And I'm glad you gave me that insight because I was like, man, do they mean credit cards? And sometimes, you know, when I look at my YouTube comments, usually um, it, some of them are spam. Like you'll get one that says Vox and like a, a timestamp. And I, I never really understand what that meant. So I thought that I, I thought it had something to do with, you know, your content and everything. I'm just glad that you were able to, you know, clarify it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Awesome, man. Well, so, you know, kind of like how you did on your show, you know, um, you know, you gave me a chance to talk about how, you know, I got into content creating, you know, just for the people that aren't aware and there's not really many of them, to be honest. Um, how how did you get into how did you get into all of this and covering the 49ers in, in this uh, this grand way that uh, that, you you know, you've been doing it? It was a weird turn of events. Um, you know, went to grad school, started my own real estate company. Those things were great, but I did not enjoy my job at all. I hated it. 
And, you know, it's it it's kind of cliche. The wife did the whole like, oh, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I was like, oh, I'd coach high school football. Grew up in Texas. Like that was like a, that was important to me. That was kind of my identity. I was like, that's what I do. So I said, screw this real estate stuff, threw it to the side, started coaching high school football in Texas. And it was just incredible. A uh, dream come true. One of the largest schools in the country. You know, we were a very, very prominent program and it was just an absolute blast. I loved it. A um, couple years later, wife and I got the opportunity to become foster adoptive parents. So we got a couple boys. Both of them got expelled their first year. <laughs> when we got no way. Oh man. Yeah. They were, they're, they're the best ever, uh, but we've adopted them permanently. And when we did, I realized I could not keep coaching. Like I had a bed in my office and I would be spending the night at the school two to three times a week. It was just asking what school, uh, Duncanville, South Dallas. Uh, so yeah, look us up, man. We, uh, back to back lost the state championship back to back years, uh, which hurts so bad, but amazing program loved being there. But when we got our boys, it just was too much. So then I just went to just teaching and my football outlet disappeared. And I was like, Oh no, we have to change this. So then started the podcast and kind of bring in a film, coaching background perspective and again just as a teacher i still teach uh, the whole idea is to educate the fan base and create a better community positive community no. we're, we're not toxic i'm not a toxic dude uh, i no. believe in support positivity and all that kind of stuff so that that's the idea behind it yeah absolutely and you know for for everybody that's here and they're excited is because they understand your work and you do amazing work and and you you're consistent with it and and you know i learn a lot from you as well too you know when when you break down film you do it in, in a way that it it's there's there's a part of football twitter that when they break down film it becomes hard for for layman's to understand and i don't mean layman's in in a bad term i just mean that not everybody's football acumen is high right and i feel like the the hardest part for people to admit is that they don't understand as opposed to just saying hey i want to learn but you do it in a way where it kind of connects and it blends you know the expert level with you know let's just say the casual fan and still you know gives them an opportunity to learn which is which is you know a, a reason that you've been so successful with your content i think and, and i'll say this i i've been involved in the coaching like that was my profession for a long time i still learn so many new techniques and stuff because again you're part of a coaching uh background you operate within that scheme we ran a quarter system you know my entire time i was at that program we, we ran the same type of defense four two five quarter system so it, there are some schemes and stuff and it's always learning and adapting and watching coaching clinics and coaching tape and other people it's it's not a i, th I think twitter gets a bad rap because one twitter's amazing but if i post a clip that shows george kittle catching a ball just a routine catch at practice five people are going to comment oh well the pass is bad his drop step wasn't good he needs to do that and so like everybody's trying to like always one up each other and so you got to kind of be careful with that and whatever you come from a point of guess what guys i don't know anything it doesn't really affect when people like jump in and try to you know tear you down or whatever so it's like yeah it's what it is but I, I love the engagement that happens on twitter but this like everybody's an expert and knows everything eh, it gets kind of old so i'm not an expert i'll tell no. everybody my wife would and, tell everybody not an expert. that's that's what the, that's what's the best part to me and like when people ask me right it's like you know people say oh your knowledge is great like they tell me things like this and i'm just like listen here's the best part about this and this is what everybody should be gravitating to Whatever it is that you're learning, you're scratching the surface. You could you could have 
0.0001% of the, the football knowledge that is out there. There's so much to learn. There's so much to grind. There's so much to understand. And I think that's where it gets lost, right? There is no expert. There is no know-it-all, right? Like even Kyle Shanahan at times can be flummoxed somehow. You know, you see the right. only Shan shirt, but, you know, if you if you throw something at him that he's never seen, which is out there, you know, he's even someone who would be susceptible to that. So I think that's what's the beauty of football and all this content creating is that, you know, you, you learn and you teach, but you understand that you are nowhere near understanding everything and knowing everything. And that's where I think what, you know, I, I just saw a comment saying, you know, that they enjoy both of our content because we don't dive into the drama. We don't. I mean, honestly, I have no problem filling my cup up with other people's knowledge. And I think that's what's a lot of the issue when it comes down to a lot of these things is guys want to, you know, dunk on other people and show you this yeah. and that. Me, honestly, man, if if you're going to teach me something, I don't care what what that comp, how that happens, if that's in a tweet or your article, I take it and I learn and I absorb that. And then that's how it should be. I think that a lot of people are scared to fill their cup up with other people's knowledge. And I think that's why you're crushing it, man. It, it was funny. I don't do guests on my show, man, very often. Like, I'm weird. And, you know, I asked, I put the question out there. I was like, who you guys want on there? And it was, you know, it was, it was about the same four or five people being recommended, but a lot of positive stuff. So love what you're bringing, uh, yeah. just to kind of the 49ers atmosphere, man. So just keep up right. the work. Love what you do. I listen to every one of your shows, man. So oh, that's awesome, John. I appreciate that, man. And hey, listen, if I could recommend somebody and I saw them in the same comments is I think that you and Vish would have an amazing discussion. Vish is one of the guys that I learned from a kid who's miles younger than me, right? That's the best part about it, right? A 20-year-old kid that I could meet, he's younger than Trey Lance, and he teaches <laughs> me all the time, honestly, when I, when I listen to him talk. And again, I'm not afraid to learn from other people, from you, from from Croc, from Rich, from him, you know, any of those guys that if you if you have something that I uh, I can learn, I will learn it and I will give credit where it's due. So real quick, we just got to- I'll reach out just because of your, your comment. I love it, man. Yeah, no, Vish, you know, you and Vish, I think that'll that'll be incredible. So injuries is big. How do we lower it? Niners number one, 49er fan. Thank you for the donation. Um, John, I'll let you take this one real quick before we get into our topics. Man, the injuries, that's a rough thing to predict. Um, and so if you look at the 49ers, you know, you can go back to 2019 when we were successful. We were not safe from injuries. We went into the Super Bowl with 16 players on injured reserve. Like that is an above average number. Yeah, I saw the stat out there. Uh, the last five years, we have been in the bottom eight or top eight most injured, however it is you want to reference that. That's been huge. Now, how much of that is drafting players with injury history, a la Trent Baalke, and how much of that is just bad luck or no offseason? So there's a couple different ways you can get into that. But at the end of the day, this anomaly that continues to happen, it's going to change at some point. And if you look at the 49ers draft class, it looks pretty damn good. Uh, you, Trey Lance, you know, only 17 starts, no injuries. Um, you know, Aaron Banks, 31 straight starts, straight starts. And so you start, you know, peppering these guys in. Trey Sermon had some issues, but um, still was able to play through almost all of them. He had an LC in LCL injury his junior year at Oklahoma, which caused him to miss some time, but came right back the next year and dominated at Ohio State. So, it's not as simple as, oh, just draft players who haven't been injured because we know football has a 100% injury guarantee. It doesn't matter who you are. And you could draft guys like Frank Gore who's had multiple you know <laughs> ACLs and then they come become NFL's Iron Man. It's not as simple as, okay, they haven't been injured. They won't be injured. But – Hopefully this year uh, we'll get into some of the mandatory mini camp and you know people don't listen too much to Tom Brady and they get in and get some workout. We didn't have that last year. I think that it helps some with some of the soft tissue stuff. 
Yeah, and and that's kind of what I said on your show as well, too, is that, you know, just playing the law of averages and how things work, there's no way that that injury like level can happen again. It can't. It's impossible. And if it does, then there's someone out there, someone with a voodoo doll who is out to get the 49ers because it's impossible to have that many injuries, literally. The first placeholder for a for a position was injured. They would bring someone in a free agency. That person would get injured. And then the third person that would be behind, he would get injured. There's no way that all of that can happen. And you're absolutely right. You know, football is all about injuries. You're going to have them. Can you play through them? How severe are they? That's absolutely true. But there's no way. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Like, I'm going to knock on wood again just in case. But it's impossible to have that amount of injuries again, which is why when we talked about, you know, when you asked me, hey, What's the uh, what's the NFC West prediction? It's still the 49ers because it can't be that yeah. bad again. It can't. It can't. It just can't. It's impossible. Almost. We lost five centers before training camp last <laughs> year. <laughs> like that. Like I'm not exaggerating the number either. Like we were still in training camp and we were down five centers. Um, yeah. Ugh. It's not happening again. It's going to be no, better this year. Definitely can't happen. So you were talking about it earlier. We were talking about the schedule and the reveal and everything as well, too. How do you feel, you know, overall thoughts on on the actual schedule? You know, we'll, we'll get to a prediction in a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'll pull up the actual schedule if you want to go through it that way. But overall feelings, do you feel uh, – how do you feel about the bye week and things like that? Bye week's my least favorite part, okay? I don't, I don't like the week six bye week. Um, and you want a later one, especially as the season gets longer and longer and longer. But I'll say this every single year, East coast and West coast teams, they all have complaints because you're getting screwed. You've got to travel more than everybody. 49ers have the most travel, but it's that way every year. You look at the NFC West, all of them are in the top six. Like it's just what it is being on the East coast or West coast. But I love this schedule. The 49ers got a gift from the NFL media gods or whoever comes up with all this mess because there is no crazy road trips that you have to go on. There's peppered in so many weak teams. If you just look across the NFL and you say, all right, and a lot of this is because the 49ers finished fourth last year, but we even got some lucky stuff outside of that. You're playing almost every poor team in the NFL. Philadelphia, awesome. Detroit, greatness uh you, you look across to the other side jacksonville i love it the texans are you kidding me cincinnati like my favorite thing about this is that 17th game which I, I was kind of i was against it but i'll take it but the best thing about the 17th game this year the 49ers get to play the Bengals, where the rest of the nfc west plays pittsburgh baltimore and cleveland three solid teams so just that one little you know game itself I absolutely love that. Um, it, this is a fun schedule. I hate opening on the road weeks one and two, but very, very winnable matchups. And usually what happens to the NFL, man, if you can just go four and four on the road, which there's nine games this year, so four and five or whatever, and kind of hold serve at home, you're great. You're a playoff team. But, man, our road games, four of our easiest six matchups are on the road. And so I love this schedule because if you could just go 500 or above again nine road games this year holy cow this schedule just lays out perfectly i really right. really do I, I like it a lot awesome is there a game that you're you're highlighting that you know you're super excited about a game that has a little bit of electricity and then i'll go after uh once you pick one unless you pick the one that i'm gonna pick I think the Colts is going to be one well, of the it. best games. That's that's the man, Jason. <laughs> i think it might be the best game in the nfl the entire season yeah um, 
one, they're kind of 49ers Midwest, right? They've got a lot of 49ers ties. You got DeForest Buckner coming back. You know, who's going to know what happens with, you know, uh, their quarterback over there and kind of what happens there with Carson Wentz. Plus, man, Trey Lance, that's after the bye week. I think that's the most likely time for Trey Lance to come in, depending on how Jimmy G's doing. You might get, you know, Carson Wentz, North Dakota State, and Trey Lance, North Dakota State. Like, how cool is that going to be? Yeah. Tell me another school that has as many quarterbacks, you know, going right now in the past five years. Uh, People forget Easton Stick. He's still out there as well. But I think that's going to be probably the best game, Sunday night football. We're coming off a bye week, too. So they got to come all the way to us, and we get a bye week before it. That's going to be a fun game. Yeah, honestly, man, that was the one that I had circled. And for, for you know, foolish reasons, because I, I believe in the narrative of revenge games. I, I just I, I run with the narratives that I like. So the, the, the Forrest Buckner revenge game is something that I am, like, fascinated with. Carson Wentz, you know, where will he be in that game? And, and you know, there is something to the Colts being very, very good. And, and, and what you talked about, like, being similar to the 49ers, they're built with the offensive line getting to watch Quentin, Quentin Nelson, you know, play as well too. You know, Eric Fisher is not going to be able to play in that game, but the Colts are really good, honestly. And I think that's the game that people kind of overlook. But, I mean, Sunday Night Football, you know, you're going to be getting DeForest Buckner back. That has a lot of juice. I would have said yeah. the Packers game, but I don't foresee Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback there. So, if it's Jordan Love or Blake Bortles, that game loses <laughs> a lot of cachet, honestly. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, and I said Blake Bortles because, and, and this is why you're laughing. The idea that I could even say, hey, a first-round quarterback that you drafted or Blake Bortles lets you know how bad Jordan Love has been in practice, honestly. and you Hasn't even been activated yet. I mean, how bad? You know, and look, there's there's throws of him, you know, missing targets badly. And like you said, you know, it's less about what the coaches say and more what they do. If he's not even active, and think about this, right? The Packers were in many advantageous positions where they're blowing people out. And they still never even thought enough to bring him in, maybe to get some reps, you know, while the game's in hand. They're that against playing him. So that's why when I say Jordan Love or Blake Bortles, yes, I'm making a joke. But that also speaks to how bad Jordan Love has been, honestly, that Blake Bortles needed to be a consideration. So um, let me ask you a question. Is there any game that concerns you as far as? It's a trap game. You know, um, in 2019, the 49ers get this thrilling victory against New Orleans and then lose to the, to the Falcons the, the last week. Is there any game that concerns you? Is there any game that, you know, you should think about, hey, you know, maybe this team would have a letdown? Yeah, whenever you look at the second half of our schedule, there's a lot of, you know, games that you'd circle and say, oh, that's a W. But it's, it's sandwiched between or comes immediately before or after a really – Tough, pivotal game. So, for example, if you look at the Vikings, which I don't really believe in their roster, so much turnover, Kirk Cousins, obviously, whatever else. But guess what? We play at Seattle the following week, which I think is the most difficult game on our schedule. So, uh, you know, overlooking things like that. Then you go to the Bengals the following week. Again, I think that's a very easy, winnable game on the road, but it's coming after Seattle. You go to the last week of the season, We are sorry, week 17, the Texans. I think the Texans are going to have the first overall draft uh, pick next year, whether Deshaun plays or not. That's, again, another terrible roster. But it's sandwiched in between at the Tennessee Titans, at the Rams. And so that's one of those games where the NFL parody always shows up. And, again, you look at, oh, the Texans, and we got them at home. That's an easy W. 
But, man, you sandwich those between two top-tier road teams, you don't know what's going to happen. It always gets kind of weird in those times. Now, good playoff teams, good quality football programs, they do not drop those games. So their litmus test, yeah, obviously you look at how do you play against top-tier teams, but that's not what costs teams in the playoffs. That's not what it is. It's consistency and not dropping those easy ones, especially heading into the playoffs. So here's one that, you know, I was on Grant Cohn's show, show earlier today that I dropped as a team that I as a, that I was afraid of as a letdown game, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's why. Monday Night Football against the Rams at home. Now you have to fly across the country. One o'clock game for us over here on the East Coast. Ten, right? Okay. Now, yes, Urban Meyer, you can laugh at him. You know, Tim Tebow still hasn't officially been signed also, by the way. He also had to reiterate today on Chris Collinsworth podcast that that's still not done, you know, as much as everybody wants to talk. So, um, but when you look at them on the offensive side of the ball, Trevor Lawrence, ETN, James Robinson, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones Jr., right? They add him as well, too. That could be a game where not the 49ers lose, but if the 49ers win 20-17, to 21-17, 24-21, you shouldn't be all that surprised. You know, I think that, you know, when we talk about these football players, people just expect them to be Iron Man as far as drive, you know, flying back and forth. Look, I flew to Cali for a few days to mess around and catch footballs from Andrew. My body was recovering days after. <laughs> like it was just it. And I and I wasn't playing football, you know, like I ran around for like an hour and a half with him. That was it. So I think, you know, that sort of thing. Again, it should be a win. The 49ers should roll them. But I'm talking about this being a much more difficult game than you believe. Like, that's not just like a straight up 40 to nothing type game, right? I could see that being a game where the 49ers have some issues. They wind up pulling the game out, and the game's a lot closer than people believe. I won't project an L against a team that won two games last year. I won't project that. But I could foresee some messiness when it comes to that game. So that's the game that kind of concerns me a little bit. Plus, Duval is just a crazy county if you've ever been there. So I have. <laughs> I'm, I, that's actually one of the games on the uh, on the docket for me to, to visit. So while we're talking about the schedule, before we get into predictions, you know, you're very big on going on the road, right? You know, you were in Miami for the Super Bowl. I was too. We weren't. We weren't linked up oh. then. You know, I was, yeah, no, no, we weren't linked up then. So like, you know, I was just there, just honestly, aimlessly wandering South Beach, waiting for the game to start, but. Are there any games that you are circling on your your calendar to meet up, you know, things like that, things that you're going to be doing? So uh, my, my manager is going to get pissed off at me about this. Our site's not live yet, um, okay. but we're starting and, you know, a little bit of spoiler alert here. We're, we're doing three road trips this year. The 49ers Rush podcast, three of them. And we it's it's not just like, hey, we're going to the game. No, no, no. We're doing all-out entertainment, booking venues for the night before, throwing 49ers parties, raffles, giveaway, live broadcasts, drinks. It's breaking news, guys, it, right it, here on I, the pod. I'm going to get in so much trouble. That's okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, we're doing three trips this year, and it's going to be incredible. Um, as far like detailed, like we're getting group rates for hotels um, to try to save some money. Again, we're selling tickets to some events, and we're doing all kinds of stuff. It's going to be great. The three games that I'm going to this year, 49ers Rush, or it's going to be called the 49ers Rush Road Trip. Uh, sites coming live this weekend, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we're doing week two at the Eagles, Philadelphia, man. And Chase is coming out, and he's going to be recorded with us. And we're going to be, uh, it's going to, I'm so freaking pumped. See I love there. Philly. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I, love I can't wait. 
Yep. Um, so we got that one. We're doing week 10. I'm sorry, week eight at the Bears Halloween Chicago. Um, I'm going to be there too. I already booked dude. for that too. <laughs> My man, dude. And then week 18, which I think might be the most important game on this thing here in Los Angeles. I live in Pasadena, California, so a little bit of a local game for me. But SoFi Stadium, I love that. That place is beautiful. And we're just going to, you know, 49ers, it's a home game. But it's away from, you know, Santa Clara. So those are the three games that we're doing. I'd like to add more. But, man, the the finances and all the stuff that goes into it, it's a huge ordeal. But if you're one of the people that's wanting to go to some games this year, and let's say you go by yourself and you travel by yourself or you can't afford tickets for the whole family, nah, you're not going by yourself. Pick one of those games. And you come hang out with us. We're going to be tailgating together. We're going to be drinking the night before together. It's going to be a communal hangout. This is who we are, faithful showing up and having a great time. Oh, man. So now you just kind of got me hype about just, look, if we're already going to be linking, because I've already, I've literally already booked my flight and everything to go to Chicago. That's done. Philly is super close. That's done. Now you're kind of talking me into going to L.A. Mm -hmm. week 18, man. And hopefully that's not the last time the 49ers play there. They play their one maybe a few weeks down the line. That's they'll right, be playing baby. there again. I like that. I like that. Awesome. So look, real quick, we'll go through it. Not really too many explanations. Just you know, I'll I'll throw out a game. W L W L. Let's just you know keep it as simple as possible. So 49ers Lions, I got it as a W. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 49ers Eagles, I got it as a W. Yes, back-to-back games against new coaching staffs early in the year, new quarterbacks. Love that, man. Gift from the guts. Absolutely. Um, Jordan Love and Blake Bortles come to town. I've got that as a W as a home opener. Honestly, I don't I, – I, I, honestly, John, I really don't foresee Aaron Rodgers playing this year for the Packers. I really don't. It's, it's beyond repair, and it's been happening for years. It's like, it's like the worst-kept secret, honestly. I don't understand how anybody could think that anything other than what's happening is going to happen. And even if he does play, if you remember, we, we have the Packers number and somebody's going to say, well, they beat us really bad last year. If you remember, that Old was the close. Yeah, that was a close call COVID game. No Trent Williams, Jimmy G, Kendrick Bourne, Debo, Ayuk, Mostert. Ayuk. Yeah. Everybody was out. Rich Craycraft was our starting number one wide receiver that game. Good Lord. And, and Justin School kind of wrecked the whole game. I think he gave up like three sacks, whatever. But so he only even plays it, bad against the Packers, though. I, I see John. Like, it is like weird. He plays the Packers only. It's like when he just like the egregious misses happen. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, I think you nailed it. Like I'm higher on school than most, but that's left a bad taste in our mouth because that's the last time we saw him. But even if Aaron Rodgers is back, I count this as W. It's just a bad matchup for the Packers. Yep. Okay. So three and zero. Uh, Seahawks 49ers first time that they tangle is a regular uh, one o'clock game for you guys over there on the West Coast. One of these games will be dropped versus Seattle. Um, you know, I, I think the hardest game on our schedule is at Seattle, but one of these games will be dropped. So I'll go W here, and that leads us up to four and zero. Which again, Matt, you're not going to be switching no quarterback if you're four and zero with Jimmy G. Uh, that's not happening. Very, very good point, honestly, and I agree with you, honestly, especially when we talk about Seattle being full capacity at that point, you know, again, you know, and so, and and again, you know, look, even the most hardcore 49er fan would say, man, one of these games is going to get dropped. Like, you can't just say you're going to sweep the Seahawks, you know, as bad as they are, whatever, Russell Wilson still got all that tension around it. You got to feel like one of those gets dropped. But I agree with you. We're we're big bettors on our our podcast. Mm. Like we we go through and all this stuff. I tell you this: betting on divisional football in the NFL is dumb. One of my tenets: yeah. you don't do it, don't do it. Yep. 
It's just too unpredictable. And so everybody's like, oh, you know, no, no, no. Don't bet on divisional games. Don't do it. You can bet on the over. You can bet on the under. You can bet on whatever. But point spread in divisional games, I'm telling you, it's a waste of money. Absolutely. Okay. After that, the 49ers actually go home to Glendale, Arizona. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Cardinals, October 10th. What do you got? I got a loss there, man. Um, I I don't like the way that we play the cards for some reason. Again, you're looking at this schedule, and again, you break the schedule up into quarters. That's what every team's always done. You break it up into fours. Well, now we got 17. With our bye week at six, it's very clear the first five games is going to be quarter one for the 49ers. If you can get out of there four and one, three and two, you're you're elated. You're very, very happy. And I think that, you know, we're going to drop that Seattle or at the Cardinals game. It's possible to go with, you know, another crazy, crazy run where you're nine and oh. But that's only happened twice in 49ers history. You don't want to predict those things. If they happen, you love it and you celebrate it. But predicting those things, very, very rare, despite how good your team is. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what that's the part that I caught myself when we were going through the schedule. I was just like, man, why am I giving so many W's? You don't want to be over optimistic, especially with the parity in this league. And also, we're talking about this on May 13th. When the games actually start to play after week one and you start to see other people on on film, you're like, oh, man, they're going to cause you problems here and there. So right now, all we're doing, this is just a fun exercise to fill content and just, you know, have a good discussion about. But you know what? I'll give them the W there, but I'm going to give them a loss next week to the Colts. On Sunday yeah. Night Football. I, I really do think that this is going to be kind of circled for the Colts and like we're arriving and things like that. Can the 49ers win this game? Yes, obviously. Yes. 49ers can be every single team in the NFL, hands down. Having said that, man, the bye week, you know what? I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go against you here. I'm going to say we get this W here. I, okay. I think that this would be the W game, and I'm going to go opposite. Week 8, the Bears – I could see that being a loss. I really, really, really? could see that being a loss. Okay. So um, I think, you know, I think that in a 49ers uh, fans wet dream right now would be Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Don't know how that is going to play out, especially if we're talking about right now, you and I both have the 49ers having one loss going into this game. You know, we they're just not switching them. with one loss. Mm-mm, they aren't. Yeah. They are not, honestly. Okay. So and to be say- fair, real quick, before yeah. we jump to the next point, yeah. if we're at one loss to that point, you're hoping and praying. I, I, you're not hoping anybody gets injured, but Jimmy G's trade value just went from like a second round to now you're talking late first. And so yeah. this is the best case situation for everybody involved. We all want our new toy in Trey Lance. I want him as much as anybody, but this is great. Delayed gratification. You're upping Jimmy G's stock. Ah, oh, everything is just, this would be perfect situation. Right. Absolutely. And I agree with that 100 percent. Again, even if even if I'm not with the calculated risk of having him out there because of, you know, like God forbid he plays bad or gets injured or something like that. But this is best case scenario. Right. Especially, you know, you and I just chose different games, but we're at the same record at this point right now. Right. Um, I'm going to give the 49ers a win here. And here's why. And it's less about Justin Fields more than anything. It's more about Matt Nagy. I, I just you know, when I watch him. You know, in, in, when he was in Kansas City, you know, it's it's funny, right? When he was in Kansas City, Andy Reid had a tough time with play calling. And then when they turned it over to Matt Nagy, all of a sudden things changed, right? Yeah. And this was during Kareem's first year there, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Kareem Hunt's first year, right? And, you know, like Andy Reid completely went, went away from Kareem Hunt. And then all of a sudden, Matt Nagy got it back rolling again, right? So here's the thing. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand 
with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I don't think that he's as bad as everybody says, but I do have my reservations with him, you know, and I don't think he's going to be around for too much longer. So if if the reason that I'm going to say that it's the 49ers, it's more because of them and not Justin Fields, because, mm. you know, I want Justin Fields to succeed every game as long as it's not the 49ers. Um, but Matt Nagy is, is, is going to hold that team back with their play calling. You know, I love Allen Robinson. I think he's one of the best underrated receivers in the league. Their defense, you know, they, they literally got rid of Kendall Fuller for no reason. Uh, like they had no reason to do it. Like it, it didn't even make sense of salary cap, anything like that. He's no. still super productive and, you know, but I'm just, the bears are a bit of a dumpster fire. If, if I could use a less of a better word, honestly, <laughs> more than anything, honestly. So, I mean, that's where I'll, I'll, you know, I'll push back a little bit there. It's just, again, May 13th. That's just how I feel. Again, they could come out and knock the doors off the, you know, off the whole place, you know, week one with Justin Fields. And then I'd have to reevaluate this. But right now, as of the time that it sits right now with this team, I'm not really too worried about the Bears. It's going to be an amazing game, and I will be out there, honestly, for it. Just uh, I would advise any 49er fan that's looking for tickets to that game not buy them yet because they haven't opened up the whole stadium. Like nope. You're basically paying for like those those like limited seats. Chicago is going to be the most expensive to go to, period, yes. this year. It always is. Yes. Um, but I'll say this. One of my favorite cities, when they did back-to-back drafts there, me and my buddy went there and just had an absolute blast. So we'll be staying close to you know Memorial Park and where the stadium is, uh, Soldier Stadium. That's going to be a fun trip, man. I love Chicago. It's cold, and, but uh, it's going to be fun. And Halloween night. <laughs> <laughs> so 49ers go back home. After that, Arizona's back. What yeah, think? I, I think we dropped one to the cards. Uh, I think we went at home 
And I, again, coming after that game of Seattle, whatever, I don't see this being a 49ers team that loses back-to-back type games. I just think they're too stout. Uh, the depth is there, all those things. Cardinals have a very deep roster. We talked about this last time we, we hooked up. A, a terrible coaching staff. Um, and so yeah, I'm not too worried about them. But for some reason, their best game, their rivalry game is the 49ers. I think they sneak one from us, but this won't be it. So, again, we talked about this on your show. It's less about the coaching staff because I really don't think anything of Cliff Kingsbury, and I really don't think much of their additions. You know, Malcolm Butler, A.J. Green, uh, J.J. Watt, this would have been the best team in 2012, <laughs> I swear, honestly. But, um, honestly, it really boils down to just Kyler Murray. That's it. Kyler Murray has 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 any goodwill towards Cliff Kingsbury is because of Kyler Murray only absolutely only that's it like yep. he's the only reason that anybody thinks anything good of him um so i agree with you that they're you know there's a chance that they drop one but i'm gonna be a little bit more bullish and i'm Ooh. gonna say the 49ers win this game too i am I love it man um, honestly i mean look again i feel bad because i don't want to just keep stacking wins stacking wins stacking wins but, but you know with that's the a Cardinals, testament to this roster it's yes. a good find the hole, find the leak, find the weakness in the coaching staff. All, you would take our coaching staff over every team we played. You would take our yeah. roster over every single team we have played. Th- th- those aren't in question. And so it's so easy to say you put them in a vacuum, us versus them. Oh my God, I'm taking us every time. Yeah. But then the NFL, sometimes, you know, they do the crazy parody and whatever else it happens. Mm hmm. So Monday Night Football, this is a big one. 49ers at home against the Rams, man. And and this is the one where I struggle with because we talked about it on your show. The team that I'm most worried about, obviously you're worried about Russell Wilson because they lay in the weeds with Seattle, and that's just how they are. It's the Rams. And, you know, yeah. and we talked about it, man. Sean McVay doesn't have to hold his quarterback's hand anymore. They've got weapons. They, they've got a quarterback who can sling it. They've got a running back who can run it. They're top-heavy with, with the – number one or two shutdown corner and probably the number one or two like football player in the world right now, Aaron Donald. Um, How do you, how do you foresee this one shaking out? One of the things I looked at when the schedule came out was, man, I'm hoping we don't have three road games in a row. I'm hoping we don't get stacked. You know, you remember that one year where we played like Packers, Ravens, Ravens, Saints and Packers. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, I was, I was looking for that. But one of the top things I look for was I want to play the Rams late in the season. And the main reason why is this. They are the most top-heavy roster in the NFL with the least amount of depth. They have their stars, Ramsey, Stafford, Darnold. Yeah, the wide receivers. I get it. After that, it's a wasteland. So whenever I saw our first matchup against the Rams was week 10 and then week 18, I started celebrating because I think the division comes down to these two teams. And I think the Rams weeks one through four versus late. I could be wrong here, but if any team has any injuries, this team will be screwed. If they have four key injuries, there is no depth there. So I got a W here week 10 Monday night football. Everybody's I love the competition between Kyle Shanahan and McVay and we Shanahan's owned them uh, when they play each other. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I don't think that they get over the hump this year, and I think the Forty right. ers I'm gonna I think it win both of those games against the Rams this year. So here's my thing, right? And and I see in the comments Jesse's put it not worried about the Rams. The defense take take a step back. They will, you know. Obviously, you know, losing Josh Johnson and losing those guys in the secondary that's not going to be easy to replace. But here's my counterpoint to that: bringing in Stafford scores more points 
you know, and that's the problem. Is like that's the thing. Okay, so but you're absolutely right, John. If this team has even one injury to one of these superstar guys that they have, it's over because yeah. the depth becomes so thin, right? And I think that's that's really a good point that you brought up. But I feel like if this team is rolling and they're fine and they're good, like yeah. with their with their injuries and stuff, man. Matthew Stafford and that offense makes up for whatever they're gonna give up. This defense could go from top one because it was the number one defense last year could go from top one to top 10 and that's regressing but still be fine and 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 i'll say this too i I think cam Akers could lead the nfl in in rushing oh i I would not be surprised i'm so scared of that honestly because now you have to worry about the quarterback throwing the ball over your head like defense has never had to worry about before and at the end of the year cam Akers came on when they finally just gave him the actual workload you know like you know we were all big on daryl henderson going into fantasy but for no reason, honestly, because they went and they just went right ahead and just went and got Cam Akers. So, I mean, and Cam Akers really came on at the end of the year. So, you know, I'll give them a win in, in this one as well because it's a home game. And 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 again, even if Salah's not there, they understand the scheme. You know, Shanahan can give D'Amico Ryans the, the Cliff's notes of what they're going to be trying to do. But I just worry about having a guy who you don't have to talk to all the way up to the last like 10 seconds, you know, with the with the clock, you know, and he's able to do things with his arm that Jared Goff will never be able to do in his life. You know, I don't care who he hooks up with. So um, 49ers Jags, I got this as a W. I just said it was just going to be a tougher game than I think people think. Oh, Um, W for sure for me. Yeah, Yeah. that's a bad team. That's a bad team. Vikings at the 49ers, November 28th. So you talked about the roster and and not really – worrying about you know the vikings i will say this right you know and and this is where me and 49er fans kind of disagree on kirk cousins a little bit right the only reason 49er fans don't really like kirk cousins is because he's a dork when you really look at (laughs) when you really look at what he's done on the field and you quantify his film and his stats the last two years he's been very 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 good the reason that the vikings have really taken a step back is because mike simmons is a defensive coach and they have taken a huge step back on defense and he so what i want to point to is watch any press conference after any game even wins mike zimmer's in there complaining the entire time about the defense he that's all he cares about right Kirk cousins could have went up there and put up 41 points against somebody, right? And they could have given up 10. He's going to complain no matter what because he's just a defensive guy. But um, you talk to me about what you think about in this game. Man, the one thing I'll say about the Vikings that they have in their favor, it's not a primetime game, so Kirk Cousins has a chance. And two, their their strengths on offense, obviously wide receiver, match up pretty good with our kind of weaknesses on defense. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball very well against us, but man, it's going to be one of those air it out, Justin Jefferson, you know, in the past. And this is one of the things I'm looking for, the litmus test for D'Amico Ryan's. Probably one of my issues with Sala, which he got better and better at every year, is he would allow one play, one player to beat that defense. Is D'Amico going to be the guy that's going to be able to step up and stop Jefferson if he's going off or whatever, you know, Adam Thielen? So it's going to be a fun game. I think this is going to be a fun test. But at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, the 49ers, I mean, Kirk Cousins, like, I don't know, man. He's good. And his stat line is always good. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I just don't see them as a winner against good teams. It, right. I just so I'm going to give W to the 49ers there. 
I, I hear you. I'll give and he me, is I'll, a dork. He is a big dork. Yeah, he, he is a big dork, you know, honestly. But, I mean, when, whenever you wear, like, you know, socks with the thong sandals, it's like, that's just like a huge red flag, honestly. I know that has nothing to do with football, but all right, let's keep it moving. It does. It does, though. It does. <laughs> <laughs> all right. December 5th. Sunday night football in Seattle. I think we kind of talked about it. Um, I think I have this marked down as a loss. I do as um, well. I think okay. this is the toughest game on our schedule mm-hmm. playing at Seattle. And the thing that I would add to it is this. There were no fans there last year. They lost their home field advantage. They're going to be coming out. You know, we talked about which games we're buying tickets for and going to and all those things. Seattle's buying tickets to this game. This is going to be the most expensive game that they have all year. And it's it's going to be crazy. Um, so I n- now can the 49ers win this game? Yes, 100 yep. percent. But degree of difficulty, it is the toughest game on the schedule. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? The 49ers could win every single one of these games. Like, you know, they're, they're <laughs> all right. There's a world and the percentage of the chance of this happening is like point zero 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 one but there's a world where the 49ers win all these games but you have to try to be objective right you know there's going to be games that are losses there's going to be war of attrition when it comes to injuries and there's going to be teams that do things differently and they play differently you always know that when the seattle seahawks are on the schedule you're down for a battle you're down for a battle to the last minute or unfortunately because we haven't seen it on our side seattle just blows out the 49ers you know like that like unfortunately like the 49ers don't have blowout wins against seattle they don't they either have down to the last second wins they have either down to the second losses or they get blown out like they did last year, you know, um, in, in the, the Seattle Seahawks game. Sorry, guys. I didn't want to, you know, be negative, but it's just <laughs> it's just history, honestly, when yeah. it comes to it. So, yeah, that's the one that I'll give them a loss. But then they go right to Cincinnati. We've got to find that. Hey, John, what I want to do when I get to Cincinnati, if I go to this game, because I could drive to it, theoretically, I want to find that 49ers fan that was giving that obscene gesture. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were talking about as soon as you started, man. I mean, he is so great. And there's, there's, when you see the guy, if you remove the background and you didn't know the game was in, you just saw the haircut. You'd be like, <laughs> that dude lives in and or around Cincinnati. Uh, this is where he is from. And so, yeah, man, I'm with you. Honestly, I I just I, like you know I I posted the the video of him doing that on Twitter and people were just like how is this man not in the Hall of Fame? That is literally so you know what's funny there's there's like moments of 2019 that you can you know picture in your mind because it's such a memorable year no matter what anybody has to say about it or anything like that. That's one of them, man. Like seeing yeah. that on TV and then that ter- having that turn into a gif and that guy that guy is a legend. And I, I you, realistically I just want to find him so I could buy him a beer. More than Same. anything, I just want to Same. buy him a beer and just say thank you, man. Thank you for your contributions <laughs> to 49ers Twitter. He, you know what? He's probably one of those guys that's completely oblivious to the fact that we have taken his his likeness and posted it so many times. But yeah, honestly, look, you know, Joe and I Burrow, love Cincinnati. I'm not trying to yeah. down on Cincinnati. I apologize no. if I anybody. I love that city, actually. No, you're good. You're good, honestly. Um, but with the Bengals, honestly, look, love Joe Burrow, love Jamar Chase. You know, I thought I thought that, you know, they th- what they did in the draft was they prioritized the quick game as opposed to, you know, protecting Joe Burrow. Then they, they're not going to have him drop back a, a ton and have long, deep routes. You know, Jamar Chase, is, they have that chemistry. So they're, they're thinking less about that's why when people were confused about why they didn't go lineman is because, OK, you get the best receiver on the board in their mind and you are going to run a lot of quick game with him. Because remember, Zach Taylor runs an offshoot of Shanahan's offense and things like that. But I still mm-hmm. have the 49ers winning this game. That defense is really bad. Losing William Jackson, I really don't understand. You know, losing William Jackson and Carl Lawson – 
I don't know how you replace either of those guys, and especially William Jackson, who was one of the most underrated cover corners in the league. I'm with you, man. His his game tape out of Houston, I was so high on that kid. He was a hell of a player. Uh, I still think he is a great player. Uh, I'm big William Jackson the third fan. Yep. Absolutely. So we both got that one marked down as a win. Falcons come to the 49ers. Let me ask you a question. And, you know, this is me just trying to, you know, start a whole other topic. Is Julio Jones playing for the Falcons or is he playing for the 49ers in this game? Every time I go down this damn rabbit hole, Jason, um, Mm -hmm. I get so happy and I get so excited. He's my favorite player in the league. I've never had my favorite player in the league play on my team ever. And so, man, it, I, it, there's there's so many ways it makes sense. It's going to cost a second-round pick. If the 49ers do that, now you don't have a first or second-round pick next year. That's my biggest thing, not even the salary cap. Yeah. The only way that I can make it make sense, and stay with me now, we go through a couple weeks. That's the only way. Now, if they trade Julio Jones before this season, I don't think the 49ers are going to be involved. But we go through the bye week, you know, before the trade deadline. We offload Jimmy Garoppolo. Then we bring in Julio Jones. I think that would work. But, man, just the draft capital, you'd have to get something huge back. And maybe Kyle Shanahan says, look, we're going to get a second for Jimmy. So let's give up our second. We'll get back a second or a first for Jimmy. And that kind of makes sense for it. But, man, if you added Julio Jones to this offense, even where he is now, golly, man. And I agree with you, honestly. I think that the Jimmy Garoppolo contract is what stands in the way, right? Because of the cap hit and everything as well, too. And I agree with you. Me, I'm just playing fantasy football. I just want to see my favorite player wear a 49ers uniform. And then you're talking about, even at this stage in his career, still being probably the best receiver the 49ers have had since Terrell Owens if he joins the team, even if it's for a year or two, honestly. And and Um, one of my things that I love the most is this front office is calling – they they like they turn over every rock, man. So they're gonna call and say, "Hey, you want a third? Like you want a third? <laughs> like let, let's let's make this work." I, there's no doubt they're informing Kyle Shanahan loyalty project one on one. He's coaching them. Julio's best season ever was with them. So I mean, the the ties are there. He knows the system. He can come in right away. It's just the draft capital. If they take a third, all right, let's figure some stuff out here. But uh, we'll, we'll see. How indefensible would this lineup of Julio Jones, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel in the slot, George Kittle, God help defensive coordinators if that were to happen? You could never put eight men in the box ever. Never, ever, ever. Oh, man. All right. So uh, with this one, I'm going to give them a loss. Just because, again, this is another one of those games where it's a letdown, right? So, look, they're going to beat the Bengals. I have no problem with that. You know, it's just there's something weird about the way that they play them, even if Dan Quinn's not over there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and look, Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Russell, Russell Gage, you know, who cares who they have at running back at this point, whether that's Mike Davis, Cordero Patterson, JV and Hawkins, whatever. You know, and then Arthur Smith, I think that's the part that really scares me more than anything. Arthur Smith's over there, and he's bringing his variation of Shanahan's system with the play action. And Matt Ryan is, let's just say, better than Ryan Tannehill, I'll say, you know, for my money. And, I agree. Uh, you know, I, I think that I think that they have the opportunity to give this team problems. If you can't get to Matt Ryan and you allow those routes to develop down the field with those guys, you're going to get hit up, especially considering 
the cornerbacks on this roster are thin. That's probably one of the, the weakest points of this team right now. Honestly. I agree. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to just for the idea of parity and not just saying win, 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 win. I'll probably give them a loss on this one for now um, just because of those things. And just that offense is going to be tough to deal with, honestly. Even if they don't win a bunch of games, their offense is going to be tough to deal with. Yeah, there's going to be a loss somewhere in here. Late mm -hmm. in the season, uh, road games, you know, whatever. I got a W here, but, yeah, wouldn't be shocked at all. Right. So uh, Thursday Night Football. So the 49ers play on – it's four days. So yep. Sunday they go right to Thursday, Tennessee, right before Christmas Eve. You know, the Titans have lost a lot of things on the defensive side of the ball. They lost Corey Davis on the offensive side of the ball. They lost John Smith as well, too, right? They still have yeah. Derrick Henry, and they still have A.J. Brown. They still have Ryan Tannehill, who is extremely efficient in this offense, especially off of play action. How do you foresee this game going? I got I got. this is the second hardest game on our schedule. But again, as you okay. mentioned, flying across the country, you know, four days late in the year. Plus, your biggest game of the year is coming next week on the road against the Rams. Uh, probably going to be deciding the division, you know, seeding, playoff, all that stuff. This game just, I was so pissed whenever I saw this was a Thursday night game because Nashville was, you know, top of my list as long as it's not a Thursday night game. As long as it's not a Thursday, I'm a, I'm a teacher. I can't miss all those days. Like, oh, I was so mad. And then on top of Christmas Eve and all that stuff, just not going to work out with the fam. So I, I got an L here, but I, I just hate the situation outside of the Titans. This isn't even mentioning the Titan, Titans. Four four days prep, flying across the country. I just, yeah, there's so many things I don't like about this. Yeah, you know, and you're absolutely right. That's why I'm not going to this game. Um, more about, you know, closer to Christmas, can't be away from the family. I can't drag them that way. And honestly, traveling right there next to Christmas Eve yeah. is like that. If anybody's ever seen Home Alone, and I hope you have, that's exactly <laughs> what it's like, honestly, at this point, especially considering if things keep going in the way that they're going with uh, with COVID regulations. So I could for definitely foresee this being a loss. But since I gave them a loss to the Falcons, I'm going to pencil in a win here, honestly. Oh, honestly. I like it. Um, yeah. Yeah, just uh, you know what? Um, I think this is going to be a great, like you said, litmus test, right? And this is at the end of the year, right? You want to be rolling. This is you have to be able to go into cold area places, which Tennessee is going to be freezing December twenty third. Um, you have to be able to go in there, either run the football or just be able to play postseason football, which is you know you're not going to be able to score. 40 a game, you know, against playoff teams. And who knows if the Titans will be, but I think this will be that sort of test. Nashville is always lit as far as the town. So that game, that game is going to be on fire and it's definitely going to be a nationally televised game. So I will, you know, I will pencil in a win for them here. Agreed. Agreed. I got okay. it. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I, I had an L for you the Titans. Now, I'm looking forward to week 17. I'm sorry, the Texans. Oh, with the Texans? Yeah, that's yeah. a W. We don't got to talk about that. Deshaun that's Watson's the not playing easiest game. game on the roster. Deshaun Watson's not playing in this game. And even if he did, that's yeah. that's probably a win Doesn't as well, matter. too. So, yeah. So, week 18, this is it. Oof. And I, I and you know what? It's almost like the NFL thinks the way that we're thinking. This game might decide the division. This game is going to be for playoff seeding, right? I think we all both agree that this team will make the playoffs, especially when you consider the extra playoff spot. Yeah, You know, it would take something disastrous for the 49ers to not make the playoffs this year. It's just a matter of where the seeding is. But it's funny that the NFL usually puts Seattle there at the end just because they think that's what's going to happen. And I think this is a bit of foreshadowing because the NFL kind of believes what we believe. Yep. This is going to be an amazing game in SoFi Stadium. What do you think, John? Uh, one, we'll be there. Uh, I'm going to be at this game, and I'm so You're convincing about me. It. 
It's going to be – dude, that stadium is legit, man. And on top of that, it's going to have over 50% 49ers fans. One of my favorite things about going to Rams games, their, like, chant that they broadcast over the speaker is, whose house? And then, like, they yell, our house. Yeah. And then the fans leave in the third quarter. Like, <laughs> that's – it's really? Like, really? This is – you guys should – if all teams in the NFL, that is not the, the chant that you guys want to do. I think that this game – I feel more confident about the 49ers winning this game than I do about the 49ers beating the Rams at home. Right. I, I just – this just screams. You're coming off a little bit of a mini bye week because of the Thursday night football game. You get to go home. You rest. You got those 11 days. Then you play the Texans. Then you travel very short distance, stay in state, go to uh, the Rams, which you do all the time. It, you claim that stadium as your own. It's never been a road game in Los Angeles. It's not. And I don't think SoFi is going to be that way either. And we're going to freaking flood this. If you're on the fence about which games to go to, add this to your list. It's freaking incredible. Uh, the tailgating section alone, LA tailgates so well, the 49ers uh, chapters. Uh, there's so many of them. It's such a blast, man. So uh, come have a beer. Uh, come have several beers with us and some tequila. I'm a tequila guy. And oh, wow. uh yeah, let, let's have a good time. Yeah, you know, this is going to be such a fun game, you know, and that's why the 49ers are going to have another primetime game because that last week is open for whatever Sunday night football game they're going to use, and I think that they're going to wind up flexing this one into it because I don't really, when I look through the schedule, unless something is of a tie-breaking, you know, narrative or or any type of situation, then I could see somebody else being flexed in. But when you're talking about cachet and you're talking about the two teams that we expect to yeah. be one and two in this division. I think that this is going to be the game that gets flexed in. This is going to be another test for the 49ers. And I think the 49ers stay six and oh against the Rams. Six and oh straight through, honestly, all the way through, man. I, I just I love it. I love the I love, you know, what they've done. And look, and, and I talked about this on your show. Look, 49er fans don't like hearing this stuff, but Sean McVay was incredible last year. He was, man. With play calling, he was incredible. And now, you know, you're pairing him with a guy who can do everything that you need him to do. You know, honestly, their scheme is not hard. For people saying Stafford needs to pick it up, he'll be fine. Trust yeah. me, he's going to be fine. I'm not really worried about that at all. Um, Sean McVay is going to be able to dial up these plays for him, and it's going to be tougher to deal with, I promise you. And that's what we were talking about with Cam Akers, right? You know, all that stuff opens up the box for him because you have to watch Cup. Woods, Van Jefferson, yeah. Deshaun Jackson, who even if he plays four games, you know, it's going to be tough to, right. to cover because he takes the top off the defenses. But I will give the 49ers this win. I just, I'm at a point where I think I just went 13 and four with same, the 49ers. Same here. Yeah. Okay. So that is where we, we just have picked different games. But when you overall look at the schedule, you look at it as the 49ers can win every single one of these games and you can make a case why they should win every single one of these games, especially on May 13th. But you know, as we go through the season, you're going to start to see trends. You're going to start to see things that people are doing differently on film and how they can give problems. And then there's always those games that you can't account for. Those games that you're just like, this was an automatic win. How did they lose this game? You know, those type of things. But I think that this is what makes this exercise fun. And I think this is uh, an exciting time for 49ers fans because they should be excited and think along these lines of 13 and 4, 12 and 5, which would easily have them in yeah. the playoffs. So. No, John. those and that's I think we're in that range. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. that's the expectations. You look right. at the Vegas odds, that mirrors kind of what we just went through. You know, right. we, we're top four or five odds to win the Super Bowl. And so whenever you look at those things, that's what Vegas sees. 
that's what, again, if you look at, you know, national media, that's what they're seeing as well. We're Niners guys. I get that. But 13 and four, that is a very realistic expectation. It would, it would take, you know, the rash of injuries that we're seeing over the last two years for this to happen again, which again, again, someone would have a voodoo doll if they made this happen a third year. Honestly, I I swear it's almost mathematically impossible it's almost it's like it's it's almost close to just being an impossibility but again with football you know things change john i appreciate you man for coming on here i thought this was a great discussion everybody has been you know great in the comments as well too john tell everybody where you can find your work um you know what you've been working on and anything else that you want to announce to anybody at this point yeah twitter's so the where i'm most active as most people are at jl underscore chapman 49ers rush wherever you listen um, YouTube's probably the best place just because, uh, very similar to your show. We always do video. We implement a lot of film and kind of what we do. So 49ers rush on YouTube is probably the best place for that. And again, if you're going to one of these games again, uh, Philly, we're doing, uh, Chicago and we're doing the Rams week 18, uh, link up with me. We're going to have stuff out this weekend. The site should be up and, uh, yeah, come travel with us and just have a blast with us, man. We're playing your whole weekend for you. Awesome, John. And I'm so glad that we, we were able to get this done. You know, I, I, I had seen plenty of times people were saying like, you know, you got to get John and we got to talk and everything. It's just, you know, again, you know, uh, when you when you see people from afar on Twitter, you don't know how to interact with them, engage. How do you do that? Yeah. But hey, you know what? I'm glad that we made this happen. People seem to enjoy our interactions and we should do it more. I mean, we're going to do it in Philly. We'll probably do it in Chicago as well, too. But during the season, you know, you and I should uh, should try to, to link up at least once a week, you know, depending on your schedule and everything. 100 percent, you know, man. I, but, I'm with you. But, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy the discussions with you, man. I didn't know that. I didn't know how this would go. But, our, our you know, our chemistry seems to be good right away off the we bat. We didn't but fight, it, we, man. I was no. hoping for a fight. Saying. No, I know you're honestly, six five. You got me on the reach. <laughs> <laughs> That's just an internet rumor, man. I don't know if I'm that tall. Honestly, I think it's more the hair at the top. But honestly, man, um, it just speaks to um, you know how positive you are, your 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 football acumen, and just the, you know the the overall you know nice person that you are. Honestly, that that made this so easy. It made it seem seamless, like we had we had been speaking for weeks and weeks, and we just like kind of just hopped on and did this. So, man, thank you again, man. I really appreciate you being on here. Absolute pleasure, man. Excited to see where you go with all this stuff, man. You're crushing it. Same same with you, man. And, uh, you know, just make sure that you follow John everywhere. Follow him on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to all of his podcasts. Subscribe to his YouTube channel as well, too. You know, I'll be back the, the rest of the week. You know, tomorrow, you know, I'll do a live show. Saturday, I'll be with Grant. We're going to be talking about Rookie Manicamp because he's only going to one day, which is Friday. That's the only day that they're allowing beat writers in there. So we'll have some in-depth stuff with him. And, uh, you know, me and John will collaborate, you know, again down the road. So, um, you know, for Jay, for John, we're out of here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.